You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, this is me uh, with uh, Rabble Rouser, and me being the cool BCB, and we are doing the defense now. Uh, having our conversation after three days, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of padded practices here in Oxnard, California. We are, I, I buried the lead. We are reporting live from Oxnard for all intents and purposes. As far as you know, we're basically on the field uh, mm. and not in uh, Sean's uh, uh, hotel room. But yes, uh, first of all, Sean, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Yeah. It's, been, it's been it's been great being here this whole week and uh, you know watching these practices and then. You know, chopping them up and talking about all the different players with you. Yeah, it's been fantastic. It's just like Sean and I've been doing this. I mean, Sean has missed the last two years uh, uh, for a brief retirement, but came back out of retirement, which is fantastic. But Sean and I've been doing this for years, and we usually uh, previously had done a uh, basically a one through ninety, where we ranked all the players one through ninety. Uh, which is a lot of fun, but it also uh, took an incredible amount of time. And due to the uh, shortened schedule, uh, we de- we decided that we would do this kind of positional uh, roster. I don't know how do you judgment. I guess we were passing judgment. We're right. slotting people into three different categories: uh, locks to make the team, bubble guys, and then not even in the conversation. Uh, we did the offense previously, so if you if you haven't heard that, make sure you check out uh, the locked on. Uh, feed for for previous episodes but let's get into the defense sure um let's start uh let's go back let's go front to back or back to front let's okay. uh, let's, so let's start uh that, that's wise yeah, yeah. i think that this uh, kind of again the tease you know mm-hmm. gotta gotta keep people coming um let's start with safeties uh, you know we got Kayvon frazier back into practice today yep. surprise he's, he's no, no, maybe no surprise still a big dude Still can't catch the ball, but mm-hmm. that's fine. He's he's gonna be a. a it's a not why he's here. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be a special teamer. Uh, it does make you feel immediately a little bit of relief that I mean that you have at least uh, uh, a third safety, a third competent safety. He still obviously needs some time, I think, to kind of get up to, to processing and play speed. But I, he looks athletically fine. I think he'll be you know it won't be a problem for the season. Um, you know, but outside of that, I mean, I mean, not that Frazier obviously was the headliner by any means. He was the third of three safeties that you feel comfortable about. You know, obviously, I feel like at this point, no matter what happens as far as acquisitions go at the position, I feel like you're going to have Heath, Woods, and Frazier on the team. Yes. The question then becomes, do any of these other guys, you know, uh, you know, first of all, talk about those three guys. Let's let's not just glaze over them. Talk about them real quick, quick. And then outside of those three guys, any anybody else in that grouping that you think makes the team by virtue of talent or just attrition, I guess at this point. Yeah, I, I would agree that the the three guys you've mentioned are the ones who are roster locks. I'm not sure. I guess I guess there's probably a couple of guys who we could put on the bubble. Um, but in some ways, they're on the bubble, for me anyway, more because of the way the Cowboys are talking about them than what I've seen in practice. Yeah. So I think they're right now, and I think one of the other things that's interesting about this is one of the guys that's getting a lot of 
a, a lot of chatter from Cowboys coaches. He, Will McClay mentioned him the other day as his kid Tyree Robinson, who's a safety out of Oregon. The thing about that is he's basically running right now with Kayvon Frazier still sort of participating only partially. He's basically running second team at strong safety. So he's another strong safety type. So that right now Jeff Heath has been with the first team at strong. We assume Kayvon Frazier is going to play strong because that's yeah. you know he's he's a sort yeah, of he's, yeah. he's a biscuit short of being a linebacker he anyway, really and then and now we've got this Tyree Robinson. So this this makes the, the the free safety an even greater question for me. I know I think I think we know that that if push comes to shove and something were to happen, Jeff Jeff Heath would probably be the number two free safety. Probably. But but who who else is there on this roster? Right now, uh, Marquestan Huff is is running second team. Um, you know, we've seen we've seen a couple of nice plays from him. He actually made a really nice play today in in, in red zone mm-hmm. where he uh, you know t- took Almost the an IT. yeah and t- took the ball away on, on a on a sort of shallow crosser. It was a sort of bang bang play. Mm-hmm. To, it really it closed quickly to do that. Um, you know, uh, this this kid Cam Kelly who's who was playing corner during the OTA period. They've moved him to safety now because I think they, they think he probably doesn't have cornerback skills. But he's running third team and hasn't, yeah. really, hasn't really distinguished himself. So, frankly, I, I don't know who, who it is. Obviously, everyone wants to talk about a guy who happens to be playing in the Pacific Northwest. I'm not sure. I think that's a bit of a pipe dream. But I do think that there are a couple positions where – there's a real high likelihood that 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 guy who fills that final slot is probably not on the roster. Yeah. I think uh, we may be talking about those at other positions here that we'll talk about today. I think that's also a possibility at tight end. It's also maybe even a possibility at running back. Sure. Um, and I think it's a it's a very it's a very strong possibility at safety. Uh, now they have Byron Jones, they have Chidobe Awuzie, uh, both of whom can move from corner to safety. But I think as we move to the discussion of the corners, I think we we strongly prefer that that not be an option yeah. because of the work they're doing there. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I just to kind of put a bow before we we do move on to the corners. Uh, with uh, I I feel good about what I've seen from Xavier Woods. I feel good about the the player yeah. and how he moves. I feel good about the uh, the his play. I mean, he hasn't necessarily. I've been out here you know, snagging every ball like Ed Reed, but but he's you know he's not noticeably out of position. He 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 looks the part. I like, would say he's been noticeably in position. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, uh, he uh, in position, but not like you know not making the play. And I guess that's you know that's the next step is being in position, being reliable, and then. You know, once you've really gotten good, you take the next step of being more than reliable. You know, yeah. being being a, a fire starter, being a being a catalyst. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and so, um, I, you know, I think that that's where where he's at right now. I I, I agree that I don't know exactly if the Earl Thomas, uh, if I said his name, uh, thing is is likely or not. But if it is, then uh, this team will suddenly have a very deep safety core. I mean, oh, you got to feel good. Like if, if that is something like, and even if it's not an Earl Thomas, if you were to bring in a, you know, higher quality safety at any position, even a strong safety, I feel great about having either uh, Woods or Jeff Heath as your third safety. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's go on to quarterback because I do feel like there's a lot to talk about there. Obviously, there are some guys who can move to quarterback, but the guy who you feel like, the two guys who you feel like, uh, who, I'm sorry, who can move to safety, the two guys you can feel like that can move to safety have been just tearing it up at quarterback so thoroughly mm-hmm. that you don't dare move them at this point, right? 
No. So so let's just start with the guys who we think are, are roster locks, and, and we'll do that. We'll couch all that within the larger discussion, which is that the story of camp has been Chris Richard and his work with the defensive backs, and I think specifically the group of corners. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, he, he's he's just a, a sort of wafer-thin little fraction away from, <laughs> from, like, putting on the pads himself and going out and hitting yeah. some people and playing oh, corner himself. Yes. He's been very vocal and very energetic. Yeah. He's been a, uh, He a, may a treasure. hit the wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, one of these days, someone's going to do a, someone on a crossing route. He's going to, like, go up and, and lay, a, lay a dude out, I think, before camp is done. So, probably, so, probably Lance Lenore, but, yeah. So the starters right now across the front when they go into nickel, and then they've been running a lot of nickel thus far, are, uh, as we were suggesting, Chidobe at, at one corner, um, Byron Jones at the other corner, and Anthony Brown right now is running with the first team at nickel. I think uh, the other guys who are roster locks, uh, or at least the other guy, is Jordan Lewis. Mm-hmm. So I think we have four roster locks, at least to, to, to my mind. Um, the couple other guys who, who I think have been acquitting themselves well and have been getting a lot of second-team snaps and maybe even a first-team snap of a dude takes a playoff or something like that. Uh, I think the other two guys who are probably on, on the bubble who are in, in that discussion are um, – Marquez White yep. and Josh Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both they're a little bit different players. Josh Duke, Thomas, Duke Thomas. Duke Thomas. I'm yeah, sorry, yes, no, Duke Josh Thomas. Thomas is, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's a old ago, that's a name from the not yeah. too distant past. Yeah. So, sorry about that, everybody. Yeah, Duke Thomas, who I think is a little bit smaller, doesn't quite fit the athletic profile, but has really good feet. Has been quick has, and, well. and, and has been playing quite well. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, I think Marquez White has not been playing as well. He's like for me, but he fits the he fits the positional profile. Beautifully, we know how much Chris Richard likes those long, like six foot, you know, 32, 33 inch arms. I mean, he's got he's got all of that. Where I've not seen him, where I've seen him struggle is a lot, like you know, with some one on ones and stuff like that. I think he is going to play, and and this is inverse of Duke Thomas, obviously. Uh, is I think he's going to play a lot better in the in the 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 defense like mm-hmm. in the context mm-hmm. of his part of the defense. So. Uh, yes, but I agree that they are, you know, very close, and it's interesting because they are also completely different types of corners. So, um, is there any other corner that you've seen who you think we should put on the bubble? There's no other corner I've seen that I think we should put on the bubble. But you know, everyone keeps talking about. Uh, give me his name, Donovan Alumba. Donovan Alumba. I don't see it, man. Like, and every time I every time I look up at him and see him, like. He's doing something else not great. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with White at times where I felt like hasn't been necessarily as good as I thought, like, he's been pretty good still. It's just I thought he would be a little bit further along, and maybe maybe he will still be further along. But, but I, you know, they other people are talking about yeah. Donovan Alumbe, and I, I just don't see it. I just do not see it. Yeah, we're hearing some people, you know, who are affiliated with the team talking about, about uh, Alumba. Now, I, I will say one thing. What player does he look like oh my physically God. He out there? Lo- I mean, he looks like Richard Sherman put on it. I mean, it's, you right. know. Like he's it looks in like a Richard Cowboys Sherman. uniform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's got the dreads. He's got, and he, you know, how Richard Sherman's like a high-cut dude. Yeah. He's he's, he's like him. six foot two. Everything about him looks like Richard I mean, he, he moves like Sherman. Yep. So, I mean, you know, Chris Richard takes a look at this kid and says, this is the beautiful block of granite. What did Richard Sherman do? That, I, want, yeah, that yeah. I want to carve into carved a masterpiece. I've carved this rock before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I quarried a piece of marble from a similar yeah, quarry. Yeah. Well, so, I don't know that it was. I, I'm not sure if it's a similar quarry. Is my point. <laughs> but but it looks like the same marble yeah, I mean, to him right like now. Yeah. So so I think that the, there's a reason why um, there are certain people on the team might be excited about this kid. I mean, listen, he might not make the team, but 
you know, he, he, again, we talked about this in terms of the receivers. Uh, you know, he, he could be a, a lovely person to develop on a practice yeah. squad for a couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. Um, so I think we're in agreement there. I think that that's where he where he should be. I, I, this talk Agreed. about him being on the team, no. I, I like the, yes, I do like the idea of him being on a practice squad because I do think he is a guy you can develop. He just, he needs development, though. And he's not, he's not... He's not ready for prime time, and he's not ready for a roster spot. No, yet. I'm not sure he has Richard Sherman's intelligence or compete. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just haven't seen, I just haven't seen anything yeah. from him yet. So it's tough. So, so we're in agreement that the that there are three guys who are on the bubble who are all competing for probably the last spot. It's potentially the last two spots, but probably the last probably spot. the last spot. So it's Marquez White. Um, well, uh, Duke many, Thomas so and then potentially Lumba. What do you think? What do you think? How many safeties do you think they keep? At the end of the day, four total uh, from this roster. Yeah, I frankly think they keep three. No, no, I mean like, like, like you know, let's say week one, like after they four. have made, you, you I think, think it's they four keep four, total, right? I think they keep four. Um, so I'm thinking my my brain has always thought goes to ten total defensive backs. So if we've got, I, I think it, it, the number will likely be five or six at corner. So if we've got three locks, right, or mm-hmm. is it four locks? Four locks. Four locks. And then we've got... So we've got basically two more spots to fill, one or two more. Except that... So so typically when you build a roster, you you keep six linebackers because you really need that many for special teams. Yeah. And then you, get, you keep either 10 defensive backs or 10 defensive linemen. Yeah. And I think once we get to the defensive linemen conversation, then we're going to be thinking, okay, is that final defensive linemen are going to be a better player than that than that sixth corner. Well, but then also to throw another gear into this, we got to talk about special teams because right. the, the whole conversation about the way they've changed the kicking rules, you're yep. going to want more yep. punt, punt, punt team players, you're going to want guys who can run to their feet, so can you afford to that keep 10 defensive linemen? That's a great question, and I think uh, this is a nice segue when you talk about special teams because one of the things that's happened is, um, you know, we've seen guys like Terrell McClain be on the diamond, on, yeah. on the wedge, on the, on the sort of kickoff return before. You're not seeing guys with Tom, Terrell McClain's body type in that position anymore. Now, you won't, yeah. No, yeah, yeah you won't, yeah. With a new, especially with the kickoff yeah. rules. So particularly in terms of the kickoff team, uh, the guys who are the big the big guys now are going to be the sort of the guys who are in the 250-pound range, fullbacks, tight ends, linebackers. And wide receivers, too. I mean, I think this is why we are also going to be afforded the ability to go a little bit longer at wide receivers because I think, you know, you're going to be having guys in the coverage who you're going to be starting out flat-footed. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need guys who can get up to speed fast. So a guy like Noah Brown... Suddenly, his you know roster spot just became that much more safe. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, in terms of talking about these medium-sized guys, we're talking about the the group of linebackers. Who are who, in your estimation, are the locks? Well, I think the the obvious guys are the you know the three uh, Lee, Jalen, and uh, LVE. I think Joe Thomas has showed great stuff so far. I mean, I was excited about that signing, and he has given me no reason not to be excited about it so far. And so I'm already very excited about this team's depth at linebacker because I think you talk about those four. Mm-hmm. I think I, the more I've seen of him and the fact that you're going to need more of these bodies, I'm going to have a hard time cutting Justin March Lillard. And then you also still got Damian Wilson, too. I, I think that six linebackers to me seems – like a solid number, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be shocked if they, you know, you know how they sometimes will keep an extra guy knowing that they're going to cut somebody and then sign, you know, somebody maybe after the first week or whatever the roster magic is that happens right before week one. 
I wouldn't be surprised if that if they if they kept the seventh linebacker. Uh, I don't have a, it's particularly a guy. I mean, Chris Covington, I, has, I haven't even mentioned in this yet. We have not seen almost anything of him, so I don't really know what to give you there. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I mean, all those guys that I've mentioned, I've noticed, and they've made plays, and I, the linebacker crew looks really, really good right now. So yeah, so I, I think one of the things to add about about um, uh, Sorry, I forgot his name. Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas. Joe and Duke and, and Josh Thomas. All the name, Thomases. His name is exactly the same as a you know other football player. Yeah. So when you find it in your head, you're like, oh, no, no, no. no it him. can't be Joe Thomas. Yeah, right, but it right. is. So uh, about Joe Thomas, and you and I talked about this, uh, which is that if, God forbid, something were to happen to Sean Lee and he missed several games, I think going into training camp, the, the supposition uh, you know, in Cowboy Nation was that, well, you know, LVE would play middle, and then the likelihood is that Jalen would then move to, to the weak side and that Damian Wilson would play strong. I don't think that's the case at all. I th- I feel, at least not now. No. Yeah. I, feel, I feel that um, Joe Thomas would, would be the guy, even, you know, even for an extended period, if it was five, six games or something. I think Joe Thomas would, would be the guy who would step in at, at the weak side, and that leaves Jalen to be a kind of swing backup or something like that, either a strong side linebacker or a sort of st- strong middle swing. And, it, and it's a great, I mean, frankly, while you've got a, a linebacker, and linebacker's a tough position to learn in the NFL, you know, and, and, and while you've got a guy, to be able to bring him along like that, mm-hmm. I, I think is going to be good news ultimately for uh, for LVE and his long-term development. And again, like the fact that, you know, you don't really know what you've seen out of Jalen playing. We haven't really seen Jalen play the will. You know what I'm saying? And, and we, we've seen him play the mic, and I, I like him a lot there. I think he could definitely play the will and get there to play the will and be a long-term situ- a solution there and be fantastic at it. But we haven't really seen him do it yet. I feel very confident that Joe Thomas can, especially in nickel passes and packages and that sort of thing, I feel very confident in Joe Thomas's ability to get in there and get the job done until LV he's up to speed and, and we've got a really solid three-man rotation going. You know, Joe Thomas is a prototypical 90s Cowboys run-and-hit linebacker. Yeah. You know, they, yep. had, they had a whole slew of those guys. It's like 220-ish, 230 yeah. maybe, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I Absolutely think he's right. going to be great for this team. Outside of that, anybody else? Or are we? No, I think you're absolutely right. I think I think for me, it really comes down to, uh, I, I mean, assuming they keep six, I think it comes down to that for that final roster spot. What do they value more in terms of skill set? Because they are very different between Justin March Lillard and uh, Chris Covington. Yeah, I think Chris Covington is more of a thumper. Um, you know, do they already feel like they maybe they have enough run and hit guys with Lee and, and Thomas, in which case they might go a little bit bigger? Do they really feel like that another run and hit guy is going to be um, a particular asset for special teams? Yeah, yeah. You know, or, can Covington play teams and, and can he be effective? That's because that's I mean, really what that's what that job is. That's guy right. I mean, that, that last right. linebacker basically is just going to be a, a special teams guy. Right, and then, so so just one guy we have given a little short shrift here to is is Damian Wilson. Yeah, um, he's. Been a core special teams guy. Yep. I feel like I feel like his his role in some ways is being more carefully defined here. Yeah. You know, he may or may not be a strong side starter, yeah. but he's going to be a core a core guy. He's going to play strong side linebacker, whether it's as a starter or whether it's a, I mean, which ultimately it doesn't really it doesn't matter, matter because a strong side linebacker yeah. is not necessarily a, 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 a starter starting position, anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, but but like you know, having him as probably now your fifth linebacker. Who's you know can can fill those roles is a pretty great thing. Yeah, it's a pretty great. It's a pretty luxury. great thing. Yeah, that's the defense right. really relies on its linebackers. So 
All right, let's let's get into the uh, the. Let's do defensive tackle first. Okay. And okay. then we can we'll end with defensive. Yeah, end. that seems fair. That seems fair. So. Um, so let, 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 you know you've been watching the big uglies. This is your this is your specialty in uh, forte. Yeah. So let me let me ask you here. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts about? Um, the, the keeps at, at defensive tackle. And, and actually, before you jump into that, I'll just say, like, let's make sure, sh- let, let's sort of assume that um, obviously uh, David Irving makes the roster, yeah. but we put an asterisk next to him because he's on the roster, but doesn't count for a roster spot starting week one. And from there, let's, let's talk about Collins as well, just real mm-hmm. quick, because he's on the bands. So I, I think he might be getting closer and closer, which is good. Um, I think at this point, you know, we still need to see. You know, I think that the defensive tackles may have had their best day today, frankly. Even though Brian Price, who is the apple of my eye at this point, may have not had his best day. Mm-hmm. The, he had a couple of. He was. Let me just talk about Brian Price. Please do. <laughs> I've been really excited with him because I feel like, you know, I've seen him give Frederick a really hard time in one on ones. I watched him in run drills give them fits against the first offensive line at times, uh, and then today he didn't he didn't uh, win any reps that I noticed against Frederick. But I mean, he again he gave him everything he can to handle. But then it's still on on, on team uh, he he's still playing with the second team, which is crazy to me. Uh, in the second team, he blew up uh, the uh, play, he got a tackle for a loss, uh, you know, and and and. You know, he's just – he's out there making plays. And he's, you know, he's p- performing well. He's explosive. He's hard to stop on the move. Uh, you know, He's good with his hands. He's really good with his hands. And, and I think the one spot where I haven't seen him, like, completely do the job the way that I think it needs to be done is, you know, to sit on a, on a, on a double team. But, but as I was telling you – the only time I've seen him take on a double team yet is between Frederick and Martin. So if and mm. you know, name the guy that can sit on the on a double team block between Frederick and Martin. I mean, maybe Snacks Harrison, you right, know, right, and, and right. end of list. So you know, I, I feel like he gives me a lot of hope there, at least for one of those defensive tackle positions. And then I think on top of that, today you started to see a little bit more out of the likes of the Dayton Joneses, who mm-hmm, I had a mm-hmm. good rep in one oh one. Versus, uh, was it Martin? No, it was against Connor Williams, I think. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then I saw Jahad Ward, you know, not lose as badly to Zach Martin today, which, right, which I is mean, a huge win. Which is exactly the scale that right. you have to go on for guys. And that's again, that's just the issue here is that we kind of need to see a game for those guys because I mean, you know, unless he's an All Pro, very few people are getting consistent wins against. Zach Martin and against no. Frederick and, and really Connor Williams has been pretty fantastic too. So I, not a lot of people are beating him either. Right. So like right right now, as, as you're saying, like unless you know Sue or Fletcher but, Cox are in camp, it's going to be one of those things where guys are really going to struggle. I actually saw it today during the run period. They had a pretty they had a pretty feisty little like run period today with just defensive line and offensive line uh, and running backs. Um, I saw I saw your boy Brian Price. Uh, he was actually on the other side, so he was actually between Frederick and and uh, Connor oh, Williams at the time, and he split them. He not only did he held his own, but he split. So he actually sort of penetrated and 
took care of both of them. Yeah. And like, what more could you want from him one tech in this particular system than exactly. that? You penetrate and occupy both those guys. Yeah. It was awesome. And so, so, so let's go back to our, you know, the sort of governing question here, which is how many defensive tackles are roster locks? I have to think that, I mean, again, let's on the team that are the players on the team. I have to think three, like just because I I feel like they. I mean, unless they're getting in a whole bunch of defensive tackles. Well, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah, yeah. I still am saying three, even with Collins included in the three. I think because not including Irving. Not including Irving. No. So we have Irving, and then we have which three guys? Collins. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I put in Price in. I, I don't. I mean, I would I'll agree figure with that. it out. And then one of Jihad Ward or Dayton Jones. So are those guys then? Because it's one of are those guys both on the bubble? I think. Yeah, I think I think yeah. Okay, so we have so we have. I think I think it's likely they. I think the Jihad Ward probably has. Some daylight above Dayton Jones. I yeah, I, I would agree. I would actually say right now. That I would say that those three are probably include Jihad Ward in the Collins and Brian Price grouping, and I would say Dayton Jones is on the bubble because he could end up being the fourth defensive tackle. They decide to keep him just for numbers reasons. Because that's the other thing too is that you know you're keeping Ward as kind of the other backup pass rusher type of defensive tackle to Collins, right? I mean, because Price is, I mean, he can brush the passer, but I mean, good for a deep, for a one tech. Not, I don't know if I necessarily want him as a three tech, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like that job can also very easily be done by a Coney Ely or, uh, you know, Tyrone Crawford or that sort of thing. So, the, you know. By a bigger defensive end who kicks yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah. So, so the question then becomes like, does Jihad Ward provide enough in the run game as a backup three tech, or, and enough in the pass game to make him useful enough mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to keep his spot? Dayton Jones, I feel like is he's another one technique, so they'll either like him or they don't. I agreed. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you there. Um, I also think that it's possible defensive tackle. Uh, is a place where they go a little thin for the first few games yeah. because, for the reasons you're talking yeah. about, uh, Taco can kick inside. If they yeah. were to keep Coney Ely, he can keep inside, kick inside rather. Uh, obviously, Crawford can kick inside. That's what I'm thinking too. That's what I think the plan, that's what my plan would be. And I think mm-hmm. that's their plan too, is just to ride out the Irving thing. And just like and hold just, on those first three or four games. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and to, honestly, that, that makes some sense because otherwise – you don't want to completely blow up your roster for. I mean, I know our Irving hasn't been quote unquote reliable, but say what you will. The last few things we've heard about Irving, he's doing things to get himself back in order to get on the field. Mm-hmm. So he's taking steps towards being on the field. Not, you know, like the rehab thing isn't a step back. Like that's a step towards being better, despite what everyone thinks about him missing training. Right. So. Right. Yeah. He, I think he's got some pretty significant things that. Some of which have nothing to do with him. Yeah, they have to do with his family. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, and not is uh, that he has to work through. Okay, so I think also one of the reasons why we'd want to go a little light at defensive tackle is because of the embarrassment of riches at defensive end. Oh man, end. So, yeah. So this is why we've saved this for last, yeah, right? Absolutely. So um, let's talk about locks at defensive end. Yeah. Why don't we start with those? Who, who are your locks? 
Well, I think Crawford, I mean, Lawrence, obviously. Um, I think Taco is a lock um, just because of my proxy of draft pick, obviously. Um, yeah, but he's not like he hasn't earned it. I mean, he's, no, he's, no, he's no, improved. No, no, no. Yeah, again, yeah. like, I, I think he's looked good out there. He's definitely improved a lot. He's giving Lael Collins uh, everything he can handle pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. Now that he's gotten a little bit healthier. Um and then, of I'm, course, Randy Gregory. I'm going to go ahead and put Randy Gregory as a lock. I think you have to. I mean, this by, just by the way, this by proxy of the way that they're handling the situation, right? I mean, just because, they, you know, if they're going to draw this whole situation out, that clearly to me indicates that they're willing to draw it out because they're waiting for him. And then I'm going to go ahead and put Doris Armstrong as a lock. Okay, good. Man, I like that too. Uh, dude, he's like, been awesome. He has been absolutely unbelievable out here. Like, just, I mean, he's started out with the third offensive tackles, whooped all those guys. They brought him up in the second rung, all the second team offensive tackles, Green and Fleming. Embarrassed those guys. Embarrassed those guys. Brought him up to, uh, to Lael Collins got today. Got some first team snaps today. Embarrassed Lael Collins. Yep. So, I'm not putting a, I'm not a ceiling on this dude. You know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm getting yeah. out there. And, and, and he's he, played both sides. He's done it on both that's right. sides. He's played both sides, and he's one with power, and he's one with quickness. Yeah. Uh, and look, I mean, those that group right there is very good, and we're not done. Like, that's no. the other thing. Well, Charles, see, his, this Charles is my Tapper guy. Right. has been unbelievable out here. I mean, Charles Tapper, when he's been playing, has been – I mean, Charles Tapper has been in, like, three practices. I think he was probably, you know, in, in conversation for – Player of practice in two of those three conferences, you know. Practices. Yeah, he's missed the last two practices. But, he got a little bit. But of, he a is ding. he has been every bit of what you wanted him to be. Uh, he has blown everybody up. He's you know he's just he's quick. He's supposed to be strong. You know, I, I mean, I think honestly you should really think about think about maybe giving him some snaps in that three tech spot. I think because I think mm. he I think he he could be another guy that could give you some really good pass rush snaps there. So. Um, I think an argument can be made that this first week in, in camp, this is a hot take. I recognize that. But the two best defensive ends have been Armstrong and Tapper. I mean, it's – well, Lawrence – Lawrence has been great. I but mean, yeah. I, that's why that's why I, I yeah. retreated. But but seriously, they've been – Yeah. They've been – both of them have been at the very peak of, of what, what we could reasonably expect. Oh, absolutely, I will agree with that. Just because Lawrence has gotten, gotten in very rarely, but when he's been in, he did so Freaky yeah, he's stuff, been, that's true. That's true. Like, he, he's been doing that some weird crazy. Matrix dip thing he did on Collins. That was crazy. I, I think he's actually prepared to take his game to a new level. I think he's, I, dude, enough. I think he's he already looks better than he did last training camp. I mean, he looked good in last training camp, but I was trying to tell people, hey, this isn't fat Demarcus. Mm-hmm. This is this is good Demarcus, and he looks infinitely better than that now just on, on limited reps so this guy looks like five five year 100 million dollar contract yeah, I, I, and i'm giving him that money man i'm giving him that money because i saw him you know go yeah. up against every single one of our offensive linemen yeah. and pretty much beat him like, so here, here's the problem we have which is that we have beyond that too many guys yeah so 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 am i hearing you put tapper on the bubble i don't know how you put tapper on the bubble that's 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 the problem I've got is that like after what we've seen I don't know how you even consider cutting Tapper. How could you do it? Like at the very least, one of these guys is getting traded if you're not keeping all of them. But you know we haven't even spoken about Cody Ely or you know uh, we've mentioned Crawford because he's he's obviously a lot, but we still also have Cody Ely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and I think 
you ultimately it's just it's kind of just an embarrassment of riches you know i mean i hate the it's just crazy that it's gotten to this point but that's but that's yeah. That's where it feels like it is. So, honestly. so like they, they, there was a guy who was who was the defensive end for the first week of, of camp that they cut today. A guy named James Hearns. Yeah. And then there's another guy named Austin Larkin who's actually you know he he's been yeah. okay in the bag drill. Yeah. He's taken he's got some, you know, some very respectable snaps. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think I, those guys we can uh, obviously not Hearns, but I don't think we can put Larkin on, on the roster. Uh, is Coney Ely even a bubble player? I, you know, off the top of my head, I don't really know his contract, but I feel like it's pretty get outable, right? I so think, I think so. Uh, if it is, then I think I think he is likely to be the guy to be cut when David Irving gets back. It still has so many defensive ends. That's, yeah. But I mean, that's why you go yeah. short at defensive tackle, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, is yeah, that yeah, like? Yeah. I mean, well, that, he took some snaps. He's been taking snaps at defensive tackle. Yeah, and that's what he'll do. Is right. you know, he was one of the guys who beat Connor Williams in one on ones because he's got a quick swim move. And I, I, again, I think he'll be one of the tacos. The and maybe not tacos because I don't know if I've seen Taco take snaps inside yet. Hmm. But 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 I, we've seen Crawford. We've seen uh, uh, Coney Ely. You know, I think those two guys are probably the guys that they're looking to. Kick inside of pass rush inside. Yeah, that's right. There, there's there's a um, handful of guys on the uh, sort of Cowboys uh, uh, roster that they distribute to people at, at training camp. Um, and actually, uh, Landon, you've got a copy of this. And there's they, they make different distinctions between defensive ends and defensive tackles, but there's like three or four guys who they just put DL. Yeah. And so, um, you know, Crawford, uh, David Irving, Coney Ely, Lewis Neal, those kind of guys who, yeah. who they really just sort of see as guys who can play up and down the yeah. line. Taco is actually a defensive end. Yeah. Um, so this, so I, I, in many in many respects, you know, one of the reasons why we save defensive ends for last is because it's, I believe, the hardest position for them. It's going to be the hardest position for to cut because I'm not sure that there's anybody there who I want to see on the bubble. I believe they all no. should be on the team. Yeah, and that's the problem is that, and that's why I think. You know, honestly, from a talent acquisition problem issue, uh, the Irving suspension, while obviously not great, gives you a little bit of opportunity to hold on to these guys for a little bit longer. And and and, and sometimes what that means is that it gives you an opportunity if you know one of them gets hurt to mm-hmm. hold them on to hold on to them for even longer. Because what I real like, I don't mind losing Coney Ely. Like because I feel like that's the perfect. We got exactly what we needed out of you. Thank you, sir, for your service. But we clearly have more than we need at your spot. And he, um, I mean, frankly, doesn't look as dynamic as these other kids that no, we've been looking. No, at. I mean he looks. I mean he looks good inside. Like you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, so, inside. So I mean, yeah. even if they wanted to like talk about, I don't know, bulking him up a little bit, maybe playing him full time inside, I wouldn't have an issue with that. Uh, and it would definitely make the numbers work a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way you could do like a wood and a price and you could do four tackles and, you know, then you just cut Coney Ely when you're done. Um, but I, I think that, yeah, like I wondered, I didn't expect Lawrence Armstrong to make it this difficult. I expected things to be difficult anyways, cause I had a lot of faith in Tapper. Um, but geez, man, I mean, he has been, I mean, he looks like Randy Gregory. Every once in a while, every once I mean he's not he's not Randy Gregory, but every once in a while, 
he does something so quick and he's done with his rep. Like, that's the thing that's so crazy is that they'll do the one-on-ones and he's oh, and it's over so fast. Like, it's like, it's like boom, boom. He's, got, he's, he's at the quarterback mm-hmm. and he's walking back to the to the sideline with the rest of the guys. And, he, and he's got the 7-4, you know, and so if you catch it right and he's bending around the corner and if your view's obscured, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like, was that Randy? Was he back in drills? I think or? one of the things Atlanta is referring to here is that a lot of times – those those one on one pass rush drills go on much longer than any actual play would yeah, absolutely. because the guys continue to battle or it's a pretty even They'll draw. They wrap around. They wrap like around the and three whole full yeah, three sixty. And there's, there's not really a quarterback, so they just they, they you know it ends up being like two or three little pass rushes or a little you know a little series of moves and counters. Um, and so when someone just sort of defeats their guy quickly, it's 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 particularly noticeable because it's like oh no you're done. And, and those are and the, let's be real. Those are the only ones that are realistic. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. When, 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 you know, I even when Brian Price and, and, and Martin are going or Frederick are going for like five full minutes, or you know, not that long, <laughs> but like, you know, like 30, 45 seconds, seriously, and, and Price is able to kind of walk them back eventually to the quarterback, that's not a win. That's a win for the, the, I mean, offense, the quarterback's yeah. Quarterbacks throw the ball twice in that mm-hmm, time, you know, mm-hmm. so, but not with Armstrong. Like, when Armstrong's winning, he's not winning after – Stringing a bunch of moves together, he's winning now. Yep. And, or he's or he's not. Yep. You know, and but most of the time he is. And <laughs> and, and, and fr- frankly, there there were many many snaps where Tapper was doing the same. Yeah, and, and I, I'm still waiting to see because part of it I think is like they were calibrating his where he should be, his competition should be. So I'd like to see you know obviously I want to see him continue doing it against the ones over and over again, but I also still wonder how much of it is just. Oh my God, that guy's fast! <laughs> like the, you know the, that initial having never gone, you know, mm-hmm. each one of these guys going against this guy for the first time, not being used to his speed. Now, now that Lale's seen it, what's that going to be like? And what's going to happen when he goes to the other side and goes to the big seventy-seven when he's on the field? Well, this is the litmus test for all defensive ends, right? Absolutely. So yeah, okay, fine. Well, I guess that's, take her up against Tyron Smith. Yeah, and that and I guess that's you know that's really the uh, the the fun thing about this is that. Uh, you know, we talk about these guys and we discuss where we think that uh, they're going to end up. And, 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 and there's, you know, especially halfway through camp, this all this could change. And, you know, we could be cursing toward uh, uh, Armstrong's name by the end of training camp. And, and, and you know, basically, well, who's that guy? Forget it. Another it that's how quickly it feels like it can change. So, uh, Rob, thank you so much for doing this exercise. We spent a ton of time doing this. Um, it's been great to, to, to be back and chopping it up with football. Anything you want to plug before we go or anything else you want to sum up with? No, I mean, I, you know, I'm writing now for uh, USA Today Cowboys Wire, so yeah. if you're interested in hearing uh, or, li- or reading, rather, my occasional scrawls, go over there and, and check out my work. And other than that, I, I have to say, it's just been great getting back in the saddle, going to camp, and then and, you know, hanging out and talking about Cowboys football with you, my friend. Yeah, it's it's been fantastic, and thank you again for showing up. And guys, make sure you're checking on Locked On Cowboys uh, throughout the week for updates. And uh, we'll be back with more uh, training camp content. And uh, I'll be doing a whole bunch of periscopes and stuff. So make sure you check out Best Coast Boys podcast, Best Coast Boys with a Z at the end, and my own Twitter feed at McCoolBCB and Rabble as well. I, I don't know if I mentioned as uh, at Rabble Rouser with uh, without that pesky extra e at the end. So. Um, Anything else before we go? That's it. Thanks, guys. Uh, Happy trails.